We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Tuesday, February 13th. And you know what we do on Tuesdays? It's a big slate in the NHL tonight. So we'll be taking a look at that. And uh, since we got NHL, we got Tim Buell here. So hit that thumbs up button for Tim. Timmy Tim here in the morning. Give me those thummy thumbs. Give me the like he likes for Timmy Tim, right? The, 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 I'm assuming you don't like being called Timmy. Right, Timmy's I, I, like Tim, I, Timothy, I, yeah, but not Tim. Timmy. Just Tim. Just Tim. Just, Just Tim. Tim. Yeah. Right. That, that, you're not in, in line with the shenanigans here in the morning. Just to get the likey likes, you gotta, you gotta nope. wave. You gotta wave. Come on, wave those thumbs. Come on. I, I'm not. I'm not good at pedaling. I'm not good at pedaling for likes, Splendor. I, I really struggle with that. Right. Well, you got. That's what you have to get. You have to work. That's the skills you need to work on. Right, you need to work on getting the subscribes, getting the notification bell hit, right? Getting more people to watch because that's the name of the game here on YouTube. It's free content for crying out loud, right? You can subscribe to the Roto Grinders Premium stuff. Tim, Tim, Tim. Let me let me give you a little little hint on Tim. Tim cares more about the premium people than you free people out on YouTube. That's why he doesn't that's care about the That's not true. I was now, just gonna I was just gonna say hi to Rob B on YouTube that says oh, Timmy Big Game Timmy Jim. <laughs> uh we like the freebie people that's fine but if you don't want to be a freebie person click that link in the description get ten dollars off your first month get our nhl projections ownership our premium content props and pick them package it's, it's all the nhl stuff is literally all i use i 
I know I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a professional. I tend to subscribe everywhere. I use as much as I can, but for NHL, it's Roto-Grind. I mean, I, I literally look at nothing else. Uh, I've been having a pretty, pretty good uh, NHL season, especially in the DFS streets. Props, props has been up and down. Props is higher variance. Like you go through, through stretches where it's like, oh, nothing loses. And then the games go completely the opposite way that they should. And it's like, you have a day where it's like, Oh, I just I just lost 82% of my NHL prop bets because you know this team just didn't show up today. Uh, but but that's the way it goes, but I'm still profitable on that end. But we have a big we have a big slate today, and there are there are a lot to me. I think I don't know about you. I mean, I've obviously just looked at this for like 20 minutes. Uh I think it's a bit wide open, as especially when it comes to ceiling. I think there'll be some chalky kind of like value teams. And it's one of the teams that I, I, Tim, Montreal chalk is just (laughs) like these teams that like, like when Washington and Montreal and Seattle, I mean, Seattle's not chalky, but like the teams that aren't good, but are just underpriced for their like power play units. Never make me feel good because you look at this, you look at, uh, you know, Cole Caulfield and you go, go, do I really want to play a 20% on Cole Caulfield? And then you don't, then he scores 32 fantasy points. And then you play him and the Canadians score like one goal on the third line and lose four to one. And you're sitting there going, why the hell did I play into 20% own Montreal on 11, 12 game slate? Uh, But I think on the hot, on the high end, the, the expensive stacks, the high team total teams, I, th- I think they're, I mean, do you think it's, Tor- I mean, I think Toronto is one, but yep. are they necessarily like clearly the best team to target on the slate? I don't know if they're necessarily the clearly the best team to target on the slate. I would say that they're going to garner uh, probably, the most ownership between uh, I mean, we, we got to talk about Jake McCabe uh, because that's going to bring down the cost of that power play one stack. But yeah, I would say Austin Matthews will be the highest stone stud. Um, I would say that uh, Jake McCabe is going to be probably the highest own value play. So there you okay, go. So you the, the, a lot the, of own- clue people clue people in on why Jake McCabe $3,600 defender is probably going to be, especially even if you're not playing Toronto as a stack, there may be a lot of Jake McCabe one-off defenders at 3,600. I mean, obviously, you know, I don't play NHL DFS every day, right? So typically Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, The thing that stands out to me is that uh, uh, where, what happened to, what happened to Riley? Yeah. So Morgan Riley, uh, he's got a, uh, player suspension meeting today i'm assuming he will be suspended um i'm pretty much pretty much guaranteed uh due to his uh late hit on uh ridley greg i think on the senators in the last game uh you may have seen it on some highlights or on sports center uh kind of a dirty play um he should be uh, suspended for at least a couple games so that's gonna launch uh, McCabe into that power play one spot on this lethal power play, and he's thirty six hundred. So, uh, so no Morgan Riley. So that's gonna that opens up some really good value with Jake McCabe. 
So do we have a do we have a clear notion that he will be playing, you know, on the power play, or is this that we're yes. expecting that? I think there, I think we have a clear notion that he will be on the PP one. Okay, and and yeah. I'm assuming he's. I mean, he's essentially playing point. Right? I mean, he's playing as right. Yes. I mean, typically. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. My oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. NHL knowledge typically, you know, the, the the when you see the only defender on a on a unit, they're typically the ones that are like quarterbacking the the power play yeah um he's going to be on the second um even strength pairing and he should be on the top uh power play line uh running the point so you have toronto there the thing that about toronto uh as opposed to a team we'll talk about that we'll talk about next is that toronto could go out and score five goals and uh there's a lot of people here i mean like like they their their first two li- their first two lines are both good, right? So you got uh, mm-hmm. you got Austin Matthews on one with Marner, and then Matthew Nyes or Nyes. I don't know. I remember me with the pronunciations. I, be- I don't know. I believe it's not. I believe it's Nyes. And then you got line two with Tavares, Nylander, and Bertuzzi, right? Obviously, Nyes and Bertuzzi are on the power play two units of their team, and McCabe obviously in the second defensive pairing. That isn't a big deal. I mean they. They, the defense defensemen come in and out, regardless of the the offensive line that's out there. What would be your if you were to play a three or a three man? The issue I have always is that you know playing Matthews and Nylander together, like expensive, and they're only together on the power play, but not at even strength. My inclination, especially playing the smaller field stuff. Is that when in doubt, I want players that are on the as as on the ice together as often as possible, right, and as much as possible, right? Time on ice and uh, together in both facets of the game. So I'm much more likely to play like Marner, Matthews, McCabe, or Nylander, Tavares, McCabe, than. Yep play these combinations of like Matthews and Nylander or Matthews and Tavares. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, they could, the Leafs could come out and score seven goals and like everyone eats. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So that can't happen. Uh, I'm just not a big fan of spending 9,800 on Matthews and 8,400 on Nylander together when at even strength, they're, they're never going to be correlated with each other. True, true, true. I, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I just, you know, I really like John Tavares in this matchup. Uh, so, and he's only a hundred dollars more than Marner. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. You know, you do want to get that even strength, uh, correlation also. So I have absolutely no issue if people want to go Matthews, Marner, and McCabe. Um, that's going to be a very, very uh, popular trio. I would like to see what projected ownership is going to be amongst those four players of Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander. Um, I also wouldn't mind getting some exposure to Toronto too, and, and then adding in McCabe. So go Tavares, Nylander, and then go McCabe because I, I, I'm sure that will bring down your aggregate aggregate ownership quite a bit. Just fading Matthews. That would be for large field GPPs only, not necessarily like in the 222 that you'll be playing or like the, or like the 400 that I'll be playing in. Right. And just also be aware with Austin Matthews that you can play Toronto 
without Austin Matthews. And that doesn't necessarily mean, I think people have this, this notion that if you don't play a guy, they have to do bad. Like, oh, if I play, if I play someone else, right? I don't want to play Toronto if I'm not going to play Austin Matthews. They're like, well, how do you play line two and not have Matt? Well, what happens if Matthews scores a goal on the power play? It's like, you're talking about 10 points. He's a $9,800 player. If Austin Matthews scores less than 20 fantasy points, you don't need him. You could have found it's it's a, look how large the slate is. You could have found those points else. I mean, if Matthew scores 46 fantasy points, yeah, you're going to need him, right? But he's a $9,800 player. So don't be, you know, don't don't be hesitant on, you know, playing Toronto without Matthews and going, well, if they score in the power play, wouldn't Matthews have a goal or an assist or something? Like, you could easily survive. Like, Nylander could have 36 fantasy points. Matthews has 20. You'll need Nylander, but you won't need Matthews. I mean, you, you you won't need now. Is he useful? Sure, in the small field contest, even twenty from Matthews, you could you could win a GPP with that. But it's not like unfatable types of things, right? So I, I'm 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 up for 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 Toronto, but they are going to be chalky. But the types of teams that I like, like I take a look at uh, a team like where where are we going, like Edmonton, mm. like much more condensed, right? There's another team. There's another team that, that I'm looking at also. So, like, I still think Hyman is overpriced at 8K, right? Yep. But, of course, his ownership is going to be lower. But, you know, I'm I'm always a big fan of, you know, the one-off dry sidles. And, you know, playing, you know, like playing a an Eckholm, Nugent Hopkins, Connor McDavid, like, you have to think that Connor McDavid's ownership is going to be much lower today because of Austin Matthews up there. And I mean, if we take a look at just even at the, at our projections, like we still got McKinnon on the slate, right? You still got Jack Hughes, Kucherov, past, I think Pasternak, I think Boston will see some, some ownership. Uh, I don't think McDavid is going to, I mean, I don't think McDavid is going to be low owned. But I actually, I, mean, project- I actually think he's he's going to be the second highest owned stud. I think actually, um, I think it's going to be McKinnon that gets the low ownership. Um, Only because he's a little bit more expensive because he's 10k. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's going to go. It's going to go Matthews. Uh, I think it's going to go McDavid. Um, I think Drysidle is going to get some ownership also, um, and then it's going to go um, Pasternak. And then Kucherov is going to go very low owned because he's got a very very tough m- matchup in Boston. Um, so I think it's I think it's actually going to be Connor McDavid's going to be the second highest owned of the studs with Austin Matthews being being the highest owned. That's just my opinion. We'll see uh, what Moneyball sixteen uh, puts out for ownership, but I think it's going to be clearly Austin Matthews. Uh, and then you know don't forget about Jack Hughes also nine k. I mean, he's an all all world player who might get a lot of guys are going to get lost on this slate. There's no question about that. Um, so, and I haven't even say, said David Pasternak yet. You know, 9700. Boston has a pretty solid um, team total. Um, he's, I think, the third highest projected player right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think I don't think he's he's going to get very much ownership either. 
Um, so it is going to be very difficult. And, and I think I just want to say one thing. Even in a small field tournament, like you said, you could win a GPP getting 20 at Austin Matthews. I think today, given how high, how big this slate is, I don't think that's true. Some days I would agree with that statement. But given the firepower and the and just the, the overall size of this slate, uh, you're really going to have to hit the nuts with the rest of your team to win a GPP with 20 at Austin Matthews. Well, it depends. I mean, if, if you have all the pieces, you know, if 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 Marner scores, I mean, you could you you could have a situation where Bertuzzi has two goals, Nylander has five points, right? right. I mean, like it, it's still that because you have like four or five Toronto pieces, like it's still possible. It's right? possible. Yeah, I would like that theory though on a smaller slate without the without all of these like really really high power studs. Okay, I, I need to ask you about this team because I'm a little surprised at how low they project. Uh, the biggest favorite on the slate is, 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 is Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Yet, like, these projections on, like, their power play one guys, I mean, like, Lindholm. I think Lindholm, Lindholm, Bozer, Miller, Peterson – I mean, Quinn Hughes is up to 7K. Maybe he's a bit overpriced. But I expected these guys, because Chicago, I mean, isn't Chicago one of the teams that, like, oh, they're playing Chicago. Let's uh, take, take whatever team plays them, because they don't have that great of a <laughs> – they don't have much uh, – an NHL-quality uh, lineup. Uh, have they done things with the time on ice where, let's, like, like they spread out, they spread out their lines a little bit too much. It's just that I expected like someone like Bozer or Miller to have much higher. I mean, they're they're I still think they're a little bit overpriced, but for their ceilings, it just feels weird that Bozer has a projection that is like less than some like forty five hundred dollar defenders. Right. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, you're one hundred percent correct that Chicago is an absolutely atrocious team. But lately, what they've been doing is just playing keep away. They've really been like slowing down the game and just trying to play like low, low scoring games against their opponents. And it's and it hasn't been working in terms of the win column. But I mean, it has been working somewhat well in terms of uh, their goals against. So that's that's one thing that I would be kind of just aware of is that they're not really trying to play like high paced because they can't do it. They can't keep up with other teams, so they're just trying to play kind of like a slower, keep-away style of hockey. Um, now, does Vancouver have a ceiling on this slate? Absolutely. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that Vancouver can't break this slate completely. Um, they're just they're just very expensive, and I don't. I'm just a little bit hesitant uh, going there on such a large slate. So what other teams on the on the on the high end? You're talking about you know favored teams, you know maybe expensive high team totals. Uh, are you looking at? I mean, we mentioned you know McKinnon, Colorado, and that's a team that it's fairly condensed, right? It's expensive, but oh, yeah. you kind of know who oh, to yeah. play there. Yeah. So I I I want to talk about Nashville. Um, <laughs> Oh, okay. New Jersey, okay. Yeah, New Jersey's on a back-to-back. -back. 
Uh, Nashville's small favorites. Nashville has a 3.42 total, which is pretty good on this slate. Um, they have two extremely cheap members of their team that are on the power play one, uh, Cody Glass and Tyson Berry. That uh, Cody Glass is like 2.8, I think, and Tyson Berry is 3.1. Uh, last I look at projections, Tyson Berry is our number one points per dollar play on the slate. Um, you can fit that Nashville power play, full power play stack pretty easily. Um, so you you can go you can go Glass, O'Reilly, Yossi, Barry, and Forsberg pretty easily. And I think even if you just wanted to go like Forsberg, Yossi, Barry, or something like that, even just play three of them, I think they're uh, that's a very 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 condensed team. Uh, we generally know where the production is coming from with Nashville. They're not the best team in the world, and Yossi's only seventy three hundred too. So uh, for a guy who has uh, plays as many minutes as he does um, in this matchup where they're actually favored at home. Um, I, I really like him. I think he's viable in cash or or in large field GPPs. I, but I think Nashville is definitely a team that you need to be getting exposure to uh, in your portfolio. Can you explain to me, as someone that admittedly doesn't really watch hockey, uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I rarely see the two defenders on a power play unit. Right. Is there, is there a difference? Cause I, I mean, I, I'm, I have the base understanding of how teams set up with, you know, a point guy. There's a guy, there's the guy that, that basically is in front of the net that tries to like deflect shots in like, and then yep. there's like the guys on the side that take the shots, you know, like this, they, they have positions on the power play that yep. with, with, I'm assuming Yossi is like the point guy. So, like, what does Barry do on the power play? Like, because the thing is, I don't know if this is this is just stupid to do. I just I just think in these terms of, especially in small field tournaments, I try to come up with like heuristics of who do I mind play, who do I like playing as one offs, who do I not like playing as one offs. So it's very similar to baseball, where like typically the a one off that you play in baseball heuristically, is a guy that could hit a home run. That it doesn't mm-hmm. rely on other people. You're going to play Nicky Lopez at second base. Like, the dude has, like, four home runs in his career. Like, he needs to get a lot of points from, like, being on base, being hit in. Being, like, so typically, if he does well, everyone else does well. So either use him in a stack or don't use him as a one-off. So I tend, in hockey, and you 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 tell if, tell me if this is logical or not, that I prefer playing one-offs of like the the long the shot takers, right? The guys yeah. that like that the one time, the guys that that get the pass on the one time, not the guys that like mm-hmm. control the puck, right? Because they're probably not scoring points by assisting to other people. It's like when they score points, they either score like two in the they have two shots, zero goals, two shots, one goal, two shots, two goals. And they really don't block shots. They really don't do anything else. That those are good one-off pieces. And the guys that like that could end up with like three block shots and four assists, like that's those 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 are the guys I need to have the rest of the line because in order for them to do well, like everyone does well. So I look here at Nashville and go, like Barry as a one-off. If he's not the point guy, like is more more much more appealing to me. 
than McCabe playing the point for Toronto because because uh, McCabe, like Toronto could spread out. Like, let's say the Toronto power play has three goals. It's possible that McCabe has three assists and they're all to three different goal scorers that the, the line did okay, but McCabe's sitting there with 26 fantasy points and actually is better than than all the other power play guys. I want to see... In, in Nashville, I rarely see this like like two defenders on a power play unit. So can you maybe explain how Nashville sets up like that from a hockey perspective? And if I'm looking way too much into like who would I want to play as a chalk one off and not one off and do, do these do these positions on these power play units matter? I think you're a little bit over overvaluing the positions on the power play just a little bit. Um, I would definitely say, uh, given your criteria for a one-off, like who's going to get me the uh, one-timer goal or like the shot bonus and put goals uh, in the net, that would be Philip Forsberg for sure. Um, I would not play Tyson Berry as a one-off. Uh, he is definitely going to be a guy that's going to be dependent on getting a, an assist or two on the power play, hopefully. Um, I don't think he's going to have like the shot volume to get you the the uh, shot bonus. Uh, he's not a high peripherals guy, so he's probably not going to get you the block bonus. Um, so if you're looking for uh, a one-off out of this group, I would say it's definitely Forsberg. And then the next option option would be uh, Roman Yossi because he's just an absolute uh, monster. He plays a ton of minutes. He does everything. So um, uh Yossi probably has the best floor between he and Forsberg, whereas Forsberg probably has the higher ceiling. Uh, so let's go into more of the value side of things on this slate. Obviously, let's talk about the chalk value, and that's Montreal. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was the lead. That was the lead of like, you know, I mean, the thing about Montreal is like, they're not a good team. They are favored against Anaheim. And with how, you know, they ship off Monahan, they've moved some people around where they're much more condensed in a way that you know like Suzuki Caulfield Slavkowski you know play the power play one as well as even strength together like it fits my criteria of like if I choose to play teams I like playing teams where everyone that I'm playing is always playing together uh you can even throw in a Matheson into there uh I mean, Alex, obviously, and, Newhook, uh, Newhook is on the yeah, power Newhook. play, but he's on the third Newhook, line. Yeah, like, yeah. But, but at their projections, I mean, Slavkowski is probably the best point per dollar, you know, wing, you know, wing position player at three thirty six hundred. But he's one of those people I don't like playing as like he he fits my description of the guy that I would normally play as the one off. But he's also going to be chalk. I mean, like. Yeah, I wouldn't play him as do you, a one-off. Do you buy it? Do you buy into Chalk Montreal? I mean, at these prices, it's hard to ignore them as a favorite against Anaheim. It's 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 very hard. I ran two hundred optimals before we hopped on the show, and the very first uh, optimal top optimal has four Montreal players in it, and I was like, "Great, another Montreal slate with Blunder." Um, you know, so it's it's you know, it's tough. Um, I really hate playing Chalk Montreal. This is a really good matchup, though. So if there's a spot to do it, 
Um, it'd probably be, be this one. And I think there are different ways that you can play Montreal. Like, you don't have to play uh, Slavkovsky. Uh, you could just go Caulfield and, and Suzuki. Forget the value guys. Play, like, the mid-range guys and build, like, a, a more balanced build um, of, of a roster. Um, I think that's a different way of going about it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to know. Um, and I'm hoping that ownership doesn't necessarily condense on Montreal too heavily just because we do have other value pieces and it's such a large slate. So hopefully, uh, things don't get out of hand. Um, I think we'd have to talk about the Ottawa Columbus game because that's another game with two really bad defenses. And there are some really, really cheap pieces on, on with that game too. So I think, uh, they're, they are worthy of discussion as pivots. Okay, we can, we away can move from, on to there, but I, I, I also yep. wanted to highlight that Montreal ain't that good either. I'm not opposed to playing Anaheim. Oh, I yeah, I'm Anaheim not either. Is pretty, pretty cheap also. I mean, Henrique and Carlson, like older guys are, I mean, yeah, Vetrano is 6,100, but he actually projects decently well, even at, at, at 6,100. I'm much more inclined to play the power play one guys. Right and or, mm-hmm. or line one or something like that or even like a, a Terry or a McTavish or something. I mean, they're okay, yep. but I mean Montreal is you know Montreal's you know their penalty kill ain't great. I mean, and no, you know, this game this game could turn into a five four game, but it's also Montreal. Right. Oh. It could also turn into a one 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 game. Right. Yeah. So you wanted to talk about uh, Columbus and uh, and Ottawa. It, uh, the cheap goalkeeper du jour, I think, of value on the slate is Tarasov. Tarasov. I think there. I think people play Tarasov. People play Saros. If you're going up a little bit more, or Sorokin for the Islanders. So talk yep. to me about this. One thing that stood out is that I wanted to play Ottawa. Ottawa's mm-hmm. one of those teams. Uh, Ottawa, like, to, to use a DFS uh, trope. Ottawa was one of those teams that I never get right, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like these teams where uh, no one seems to correlate with, well, like everyone that I want to play don't correlate with each other enough. Like, it, like I want, I want to be able to play, like imagine playing Pinto, Giroux, Norris, Kachuk. It's like on even strength, they're on three different lines, even though they're mm-hmm. on the power play. And it's just like, like, like I love, I love playing guys that play even strength together on top of being in the power play one unit because it gives you more opportunities to bail yourself out. Because it's yep. like, oh well, I mean, I could score, I could, you can get three points on one goal as opposed to needing like this guy to do well on that line and that guy to do well on that line, and hopefully the power play goes to those three people. So tell me a bit about what you would do with Ottawa. So I think that Josh Norris is the best value on the entire slate. Uh, he's, I would say, at least $1,000 too cheap. I'm surprised that he's not projected a little bit better. I mean, he is projected very well, uh, which I'm happy to see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's going to play top-line minutes. He's going to get first power play run. Um, he, I, I would love to pair him with Kachuk. They're going to play a ton of, of minutes together. I would pair them with Shabbat, most likely, uh, a defenseman uh, for Ottawa. 
Um, you could you could go the full line one stack and just go Kachuk Norris Batherson, but I prefer going with Shabbat. Um, I really like picking on Columbus. I also like picking on Ottawa. So you know it's it's definitely you know goals allowed per game. Uh, Columbus is second worst, and Ottawa is third worst. So I mean these these defenses are absolutely terrible. Uh, so if you can get value pieces from this game like Josh Norris, I'm not going to hesitate to click it. So I I normally I don't like to save at center. You know, like usually that's a position where I want to double pay up. I like to save at the wing or at defenseman. But I think given this price and this matchup, uh, Norris is going to be one of my very first clicks on my single entry team tonight. Tell me a bit about Bob Quist, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, anytime I see a cheap defender, 3,300 on a power play one, I need, yeah. to, I need, to, I need to look at that. Uh, I mean, compared to McCabe, okay, compare him to McCabe and Barry. I mean, I think we could both agree that if you had to choose one in a vacuum, you'd, cha- you'd take McCabe. No question. Right. No but question. as a one-off, like, I mean, how many, no one's playing, who's playing Columbus today? Like, it feels like, like, I'm not, if, even if Columbus does well, like, if BovQuest does well, I mean, they're not going to be owned. In small field stuff, I feel like if he does well, I don't really care who he, who he does well with. Yeah, so I would assume that not many people are going to go to Columbus, despite the fact that I think their prices are pretty decent given their matchup. Um, I am I would much much rather play McCabe and or Barry over Boquist. Boquist really is dependent on that power play uh, doing well and him being part of the scoring. Um, he doesn't really do much else in terms of shot volume or or blocks. So his floor uh, is not as strong as a guy like McCabe. You have to keep in mind that Zach Rowinski is, is the is the alpha on that power play, and so Rowinski is sixty two hundred, and he is going to be the one most likely controlling the puck the most. I I, I mean I I guess he's fine. I guess Buckus is fine. Um, he's definitely going to be more contrarian than than someone like Barry or McCabe. But I mean, it's just it's tough. Like I, I'd rather play I'd rather play um, you know Johnny Gaudreau, who is extremely cheap at forty two hundred. I'd I'd rather play Zach Rowinski, who's sixty two hundred. Um, I just think they're in this. I think this game has a lot of real real shootout potential. And I think you can get some really strong pieces at extremely uh, low prices. And I don't think they're going to be very chalky. No, I don't see people playing. I think I think the highest on player from, from Columbus is going to be Tarasov. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, he's not going to be 10% owned. I'm just saying I, I'm not sure if any player on Columbus is going to be double-digit owned on this size of a slate at all. Right. And Dane in the chat says that he's going to look at uh, Ottawa's power play one. That maybe he's going to be bumping up their minutes because they've been playing, they've been playing uh, more lately. Any any yeah. other teams on the slate that you're looking at? We we've bounced around a bunch. 
I mean, we've we kind of missed. I mean, do you think that if you had to cross up a game to to play at their prices or whatever, the least appealing game for the prices, maybe what the Carolina Dallas game? Carolina Dallas would be a very good candidate. Um, I would say, you know, I. I, I looked at this total earlier and I see this Boston Tampa Bay total. And I see Boston with a 3.42 total. And obviously, you know, I, I, I always want to listen to Vegas, right? They know more than I do. I was just surprised to see it that high. Um, don't really like the spot for either team that much. Um, Definitely. You know, Pasternak and Kucherov are extremely expensive. Do they have ceilings? Always. Uh, but two guys that I would not, consider playing even if i was making say 30 teams you know uh not really a game that i'm that interested in um the islanders i think are pretty expensive i gotta go back and check but they i did they well with the, the last the last late that i played tim i played i what what, what i think what was it last thursday i did very well that slate when they scored like god knows i think they scored seven goals or something I played yeah. Dobson and, and Horvat and Barzal and Palmer. I played the power play and they did great. Uh, apparently, uh, yeah, they bumped up their prices now that they're a little bit less appealing. But I was going to say, I, I'm not paying 7K for Horvat. I'm not paying 72 for Dobson. I'm not paying 6-6 for Barzal in this matchup. I think you can um, so... play Barzal as a one. I mean, I think a contrarious one-off play yeah. is fine. Yeah. Trying to think if there's any other like really really juicy spot. I do agree with you. Carolina Dallas would be a cross off for me. Um, yeah, I I'm seeing a lot of uh, Detroit in some optimals, which I don't really like that much. Um, but yeah, I, I guess there's a couple value pieces for Detroit, but they're they're kind of too expensive for that for this matchup in my opinion. And then you also have, uh, I mean, I think the one game we didn't even touch, the only game we haven't touched on in any sense is uh, Buffalo-Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, this one looked kind of, I can see playing one-off pieces. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always fine playing someone like Fiala as a one-off. Like yep. those types of guys, Kemp is a one-off. Uh, uh, then you look at the, the Buffalo side. Like Tage Thompson is sixty five hundred. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I, I I never have a problem doing that, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, he's fine, right? We're Dali. I'm playing Dali at the defender spot at sixty eight hundred. Like, okay, he's there. He's fine. He could get you fifteen twenty points. Uh, but I think I, don't think I, I always like I, I, I like Dali quite a bit. Owen Power is out, so he might even get even more minutes and possibly even more power play time. I'm not sure. But really, really bad matchup. But yes, uh, Darlene under 7K, I think that's pretty interesting. Okie doke. And uh, you could always go to uh, our uh, Roto Grinders premium content. We have the stack values page, right? With that, that I that I always show here with maybe not today, but uh, it always gets updated. Like as we've been on the show, Tim, yep. Dane has updated the projections twice. While yep. we've been on the show, that's how often these things get taken care of. And he's already, oh, it's already posted. And uh, uh Artem Zub is, is uh, may not be playing tonight. 
And if he can't play, the centers will be short a skater and go with five defensemen. Oh, interesting. What 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 is that? What is that? What does that mean? Does that mean that like guys like Chicharin and Chabot like may play like yep. thirty minutes? Yep. Yep. That's exactly what it means. You know where yeah. I found this news, I, I, Tim. Uh, Claire Hanna reported this news, but Tim, I don't need <laughs> I don't need a, a Twitter list for this because you do not. You guys in the Discord, I, I I'm I'm not joking here. It is literally the best Discord channel I've ever seen in DFS. Oh, I appreciate that. I think it's I think it's pretty awesome. So anything else on, on Ottawa now that you, do you see, does that affect, I mean, obviously projections will get updated and stuff like that. And Dane will take care of that, but right. But does that make, I really, anything... I really, I really like Shabbat. And I already said that I really like Norris, but that, you know, I think Shabbat's going to play an absolute ton now. Um, That's if and he can play the... like, like, like it, uh, the coach said that uh, he suffered a lower body injury uh, against Toronto. If he, if he can't play tonight, the Sens will be sure to skater and go with five defensemen. So, what time right. is what Either, time is that game? Uh, I think it's yeah, it's at seven. Okay, so that well, so we, should, so we'll we know. know that. Yeah, well, I mean, would you would um, you get uh, what uh, on the on the the more on the skate around or whatever the early yep. like? I mean, if he's like not on the ice for for practice, you could kind of probably. Oh. Um. Not not unless you hear it from the coach during the presser. I wouldn't base it completely off of morning skate. So if he's not on the ice during morning skate, that doesn't mean he's necessarily out. Uh, they usually have a press conference sometime in the afternoon where sometimes the coach will say so-and-so is out. They don't always do that, though. Injury reporting in hockey is a little bit different than in other sports. Uh, but if he's not on the ice during pregame, pre-game warm-ups, then he's, then he's out, and they're going to have to go a man short. Um, I already like Shabbat quite a bit. I'd like him even more now um, if Zuber is set. Okay, doke. Well, you could get all of uh, Tim's uh, information and content in, obviously, the NHL Discord uh, channel and our, our premium content here. We'll have a slate summary. We'll have the expert survey. Click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. I know NFL is over, but we still got it. We got NBA. We got NHL, right? We got MMA. I know we'll have the NBA All-Star break and stuff like that. Well, MLB will be back soon. We got college basketball, March Madness. We got NASCAR. We got PGA. We got everything you'll possibly need here at Roto Grinders. Tim, uh, are you going to be on? Uh, are you doing NBA later today? Crunch time. Uh, yeah. Grinders live. I'll be on. Yeah, I'll be on Crunch time with uh, Keith Eister and Roth. You know what your job is. I want to give you a specific assignment just for tonight, just for you to try it out. And it's not okay. to call yourself Timmy. Like, okay. do at least one thing, just one thing during your analysis to 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 whore for the likes. Do, do some, oh. some type of either yeah. wag your thumb. Do, you could do the waggy thumbs, hit the like button, hit the subscribe. You could do whatever. Just think of something where, where uh, 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 I mean, look, TJ does the Spidey stuff with the, oh, oh. I can't give you the Spidey bombs, which is, I mean, right. I'm just reading the home run projections uh, until you hit the like button 50 times. So at least he had, he has his, he has his thing going on there. He has his way. I do. I do the wacky stuff, right? You have to find some, maybe some cerebral way 
of getting more likes on these videos. Yeah, I'm probably not. I'm probably not going to do that, Blender. <laughs> <laughs> it's not part. It's not. It's not a. It's not a KPI of our. Uh, it's not, no one. No one does in our performance review of like. Well, your likes are down, Tim. We may need to let you go. Liz. There's no incentive. I only I only do it when I host a show. That's the only time I'll do it. How often? How, when's the last time you've hosted a show? I've hosted three shows. They haven't asked me to do it again. So <laughs> people don't like you. You you're you're not uh, you're not a boisterous personality. I'm right? not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not host material. Right. I'm tr I'm truthfully I'm a horrible host also. That's not true. No, I just no, I fill I'm good at filling time. I'm just a horrible right. host. I don't I don't agree with that. Because like I, I talk too much. <laughs> Typically hosts aren't supposed to talk that much. See Kevin Roth, he's a good host, right? He's very he just good throws host. up his hands and goes, I just do the weather radar. You tell me about the sport, right? Right. Dean. Yep. Dean has, you know, Dean has no, he could talk about stuff, but he has no problem facilitating. Even Chop, he facilitates me. It's just like, come on. It's like, hey, it's my show. And I just happen to have some other, some other guy here also. <laughs> and uh, if he wants to contribute, that's fine. But if he doesn't, I could just talk over him. Right. That's not a good host. I'm awful. I'm, I'm very good at getting the likes though. I'm very good at getting the subscriptions. I'm that's, that's my, that's my skill. I, I, everything you're, else. You're a good, you're a good like, you're a good like peddler. I'm a, I'm a good uh, it, it make the show a little bit more lively and entertaining, and add some insight. But a lot of time, a lot of times, you know, I, I'm I'm starting the show and going, oh, here here's the thing that you could have said, but I said it and then just said, do you agree with me instead of just letting you say it? That's a that's awful hosting. Because I'm supposed to see if I was Dean Tim, just to think meta here. If I was Dean. I would have went over the slate and then would have been like, so, Tim, what lines are we looking at today in NHL or whatever? And you'd go, well, right. Montreal, you never like playing. It's like, like, dude, I I come across and I go, you know what? We're probably playing Toronto and Montreal. Tim, what do you think? And Tim is, and you're like, well, I could have said that also. I mean, like, maybe as the host, you should have just let me say it. Right? Right. See, that's what a good host would do. And I just never do that. I just, I can't help it, but just blurt out what I, what I think before you do. No, I mean, I think, I think you got, I think you do a great job hosting, and and Dean and Luch, right? I think Luch is a good host too. Yeah, um, yeah. we got some good hosts. Uh, Mochi does ask: Is McCabe still a good play, even though the Blues take the third fewest penalties in the league? You know, I, I, I was just. See, this is what I yeah, did. So See, I did it, Tim. I did it, Tim. He, I answered the question. I asked you, and I said he's too cheap before you could say he's too cheap. I'm an awful host. Yeah, I mean, he he's so cheap, and I don't think he necessarily has to, like, crush on the power play to get value for you. Obviously, you want him to crush on the, uh, on the power play, but I think it's a really, really strong spot regardless. And not every game the Blues plays is against Toronto. So they're going to take penalties against Toronto. I'd be willing to bat. So it's, uh, I, I still think he's a very strong play. The Toronto has like the highest team, the implied team total on the slate, right? One of, right? Oh yeah, definitely one of the highest. I yeah, think I Ottawa has, I think Ottawa has the highest. Okay. Right, let that guide you. 
Okie doke. Let's get out of here. Tomorrow I got Will on. I uh, will. I built a uh, Will or TJ. I got someone on. I forgot. But don't do it. NBA tomorrow. NBA tomorrow. Uh, Thursday. Uh, a mix of NHL and NBA, I guess. Friday. There's no NBA, but we'll still be doing MMA. Squirrel Patrol will be on. We have a UFC 298. So look forward to that. Obviously, subscribe to Roto Grinders. Get all the tools here. Especially if you're playing NHL tonight. Right, go take a test drive out. I think we offer like five-day, three-day trials, seven-day trials. I have no idea. We have some type of trial. It's on the link in the description, so click on that. And if you don't want to do that, if you're too cheap, if you want to be some of the freebie people, at least hit the thumbs up button. I want you to feel guilty about not subscribing to Roto Grinders Premium and give us a, something that costs nothing, which is a, is a thummy thumb. And hit that notification bell to always know when we go live on the channel because uh, I'm here. I'm here for you guys. Every uh, every weekday at 11 o'clock Eastern, Monday through Friday, talking about all things you're thinking about in Daily Fantasy, Props and Pick'em on Roto Grinders today. <laughs>